Welcome to episode number 26 of Somewhat Bland Substance Podcast. How's it going? I'm Scott Mitchell, and thank you so much for listening in. I do appreciate that. Coming up on the show this week, we are going to get to the first batch of new music that we have heard so far in 2021 with another edition of The Music Meeting. My buddy Tim Gavin of The Tim Gavin Show going to be joining us for that coming up in just a little bit. And this past week, not shy on music news either. We have a new record broken for the highest certified song down in the States. So we've got that on the way. Also, uh, quite the delivery on a new album from Morgan Wallen, a double album that was dropped just last week. So we're going to touch on that a little bit later on. Sports are back as well, more in full force as the NBA has gotten underway. NHL starts up this week. We saw the World Juniors, and we are now into NFL playoffs. So we'll touch on that near the end of the show. Also coming up, of course, we've got a little bit more as to the politicians who are out traveling. Uh, over the Christmas break and just kind of response from businesses in terms of the extended closure of businesses, uh, of some non-essential businesses, I should say, as deemed by the government here in Alberta. All that and more on the way as part of Somewhat Bland Substance Podcast. First, though, we had quite the big story come out of the States this past week, of course, um, on, on Wednesday was the storming of the U.S. Capitol by, and I will preface this by saying mostly Trump supporters. I know there's talks as to who was all involved, saying that there was, you know, some Antifa members and whatnot who were a part of this as well. Um, And nobody's really 100% sure. We do know, however, there were a lot of people who were saying they were Trump supporters. And what a... What an interesting day that was, really. Um, There's a whole bunch of crap still going down with it. Nobody really can answer fully what happened that day, other than we know that there was a bunch of people who literally stormed into the U.S. Capitol building and had to go under lockdown. There were people right in the house... Uh, and, and nothing normal either. Like a dude in a Viking outfit was standing up on the speaker's podium. Somebody in uh, Nancy Pelosi's office wrote that we, they will not back down. And now there's a whole bunch of people because of the looting, uh, and the rioting really that went on as part of it, um, who are now losing their jobs. (laughs) Because these stories have come out and their employers don't want to stand for it. And I can totally see where their employers are coming from. Especially if they're getting charged now. Why would you want to have somebody like that uh, on your team? And you have to kind of lay claim to them, if you will. Regardless, though, there's a lot of people on both sides of the coin with this one, of course. There are people who are completely condemning it. There are people who are supportive of it and saying, well, they're just patriots. But at the end of the day, in my opinion, it's domestic terrorism. And I'm not the only one who would say that. There, there's many others who agree with me. Um, just like back when the protests for Black Lives Matter happened, all that looting and rioting went on. And I remember saying on this podcast that the looting was taking it a little bit too far. There's a difference between looting and rioting and peaceful protesting. 
and neither were peaceful protesting. You can't really compare the two because it's two different subject matters at the end of the day. But if you want to, if you feel the need, if you feel it necessary to compare the two. In both situations, the looting and the violence was absolutely not necessary. And I think for the most part, people can agree on that one. There's a few who uh, who don't, and a lot of people will bring up the all, all the businesses that had to suffer when the looting and rioting was going on in Minneapolis and uh, other communities as well, uh, and how you know people would walk in and they'd just go steal a TV, and they said that that wasn't right, um, or or smashing windows or whatever. And yes, absolutely not right. But the violence that happened on Capitol Hill last week also not right. I don't know how people can necessarily defend those actions. It just doesn't seem like common sense to defend those at the end of the day, but to each their own. Everybody is going to have an opinion, and I'm entitled to my opinion just as much as the next guy, honestly. Um, Hopefully we don't see anything like that happen again. Knock on wood, uh, especially because we've Got, you know, the um, inauguration day for President-elect Joe Biden coming up next week, as to which uh, Donald Trump said that there will be a peaceful transition of power. Um, So fingers crossed that that actually does happen. Trump himself said that he won't be attending the inauguration day, which is very low, I find. But again, to each their own. Um. The people, though, who are condemning the fact that Twitter has permanently banned Donald Trump and Facebook and Instagram have suspended his accounts until after Inauguration Day, at least, and it could go longer. Um, People are saying, oh, this is the end of free speech. Let me remind you about uh, freedom of speech. And this is both in the States and in Canada. If you actually look up how the laws and the, the rights are written up, freedom of speech protects you from the government. Private companies can still do whatever the hell they want at the end of the day. Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and every social media site that wants to has the utmost power to ban Donald Trump from their platforms, just like they would have the utmost power of banning me from their platforms if they wanted to. It's no different at the end of the day. (laughs) I I mean, I don't say as crazy of things for the most part, but similar idea, right? Like they can ban whoever the hell they want. It's not a case of freedom of speech in this situation. Now, we do have the Stories that went on uh, up here in Canada with politicians who were out traveling. And it seemed like every day we just kept getting new information about more politicians who were out gallivanting around a countryside that wasn't even our countryside. Um, After being told that we had to stay home and couldn't go spend Christmas with our family members, unless here in Alberta, for example, we are a single person uh, who lives alone, we could go to one event with our family. That was it. But everybody else kind of had to do their own thing. Um, it's. Uh, there's a lot of hurt. And people aren't going to forget that this easily. Um, 
I, I was talking with a friend of mine and we were having the discussion as to whether or not people are going to remember this come election time because it seems like people almost have short memories when it comes to this sort of thing and I am of the belief that yes people will still remember it come election time um and if not they'll be reminded of it and it'll be up to them as to whether they want to uh, still throw their support behind those politicians who did something like this now um as we were recording the podcast last week we just came uh we just had the information come out about the resignations here in alberta as for the politicians who went out of the country and i mean kudos at the end of the day for making it happen but like i said last week i believe it was a little bit too late and jason kenney the premier didn't actually have attend a press conference until later in the week and he was grilled during said press conference his ministers were earlier in the week like tyler shandro the health minister but then kenny himself was also grilled when it came to the fact of him initially taking responsibility for not laying out those details as to um the politicians not to leave and um yeah it uh, it just wasn't good thing for him and i like i said i don't think people are gonna forget that uh, that easily i was talking with one of the mayors in alberta um actually the mayor of laclavish county omer mcgrabby and i we were chatting the other day and he said that he very much liked what tracy allard was doing as the municipal affairs minister and she seemed to be really well liked and he wasn't going to throw anyone under the bus when i talked to him uh but he did say that he um it, it's very unfortunate that this is what happened and maybe there should have been clear uh policies laid out at the end of the day and i'm still stuck on my why do we need to babysit the politicians uh omer himself said that he his big trip was from his house to his office and then he would go home and watch the world juniors which can't say as i blame him it was something to do <laughs> uh business closures were extended though last week on thursday it was announced that students uh in all grades kindergarten to grade 12 were going to be able to return to class as of today today being monday uh if they wanted to do the in-person learning they could go back which um, a lot of kids probably really excited for this time. There's probably a, um, a lot of parents who still wanted to keep their kids home. Um, and normally it's parents and kids who are, or, sorry, parents and not kids who are excited for the students to go back. This time, I'm pretty sure it was both. You know, there's a lot of students who maybe struggle with the remote learning aspect, even for that matter. But uh, so, I mean, it's good for them, but there's probably some others that would much rather stay at home because of COVID anxiety, which is totally, totally reasonable. Um, the, the reason being, though, that they went back is that data from the fall showed that in-school transmission was not the main driver of cases found in schools. In fact, there was only about 6% of the cases here in Alberta that were from in-school transmission. So that is at least, I guess, a silver lining throughout this whole thing um however the businesses 
uh, in Alberta that have been closed for the last few weeks, they were told the, to expect to remain closed until the 21st. Uh, so another 10 days from today, uh, there's a few, I believe down in Lethbridge, there was a couple who said that, you know what? No, because of everything that went on with these politicians leaving, and we just don't agree with being shut down when um, there have been no cases really associated with businesses in our industry, we feel that we should have the right to reopen. I haven't really seen a recap on that online yet today as to what actually has gone on, if um, public health has stepped in or anything. So we'll have to see what transpires out of this. Uh, I can't say as I blame them. I don't necessarily condone anybody breaking public health restrictions, but I get the frustrations. I understand it. And there's a lot of people who... Uh, would prefer that we just open everything up right now. There, and there are a lot of places that could open. I you see um, the example of the gym all the time because that's the one that I was really doing before everything shut down again as I was going to the gym more and more frequently. There was only, I believe, one outbreak that involved a gym in all of Alberta, and that was in Red Deer. Everywhere else seemed to be good to go, and there was no cases that seemed to transpire out of gyms. And I would say probably because gyms have some of the strongest cleaning measures out there. There are some people who don't abide by them, but there are people like me who are absolutely 100% on board with it, is wiping down the equipment before and after you use it just to prevent that and it's honestly the best way you could go i was pretty much doing that before all this happened anyway (laughs) wiping it down when i walked up to it because i know there's people who would go to use the equipment and they uh they wouldn't wipe it down afterwards now you're laying in everybody else's sweat it's just never a good thing all right on the way uh we are going to get into the music meeting as we take a look at the first round of new music for 2021 and after that we do have some music news that has come out some big music news from the last couple weeks also it is the consumer electronic show going on uh virtually this year normally it's in person but because of the pandemic it is virtually and there's some cool things that are coming out with it uh, and we'll also talk about sports being back back all that and more on the way so much blend substance podcast continues uh, a buddy of mine just uh messaged me he just listened to last week's podcast he said he says there was so much trash on that list that reminded me how awful 2020 was for music. <laughs> yeah, looking back, like it wasn't it wasn't that great. Like it yeah. At least the stuff that was hits anyways. Like I thought there was I thought that 2020 in general was a really great year for music, but music that was like generally like outside of the pop charts. Yeah. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, there's there's some decent stuff, and we've got de- just like there's some really cool stuff on this list, and I, I I think I also picked out a few duds. Yeah, uh, we'll get to the duds that are in there because there are some duds. Uh, yeah, but we start off with a cover of a Coors classic by Carolyn uh, pa- Polachek. It's called Breathless, of course. 
Yeah. And, you know, just outside the mainstream, Caroline Polachek, she's been kind of making waves in indie circles for the past couple of years. And, you know, I'm just I'm really excited to see some love and appreciation for the cores, because, as you know, Scott, I am actually a huge fan, at least of their first three or four albums. The new stuff doesn't really do much for me, but yeah, Breathless, an iconic song. I really like this take on it, but I do like the original more. Uh, yeah. Uh, going back to what you said there, uh, Tim was always excited when we were uh, working together and I would drop Breathless into the log. <laughs> uh you have no idea. <laughs> well, I could just picture you in that studio jamming out, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, nonetheless, yes, I uh, I do like the chorus version a little bit more. This one is just it it's it's all right, but what gets me is it's basically chorus with auto tune. A little bit, and you know. I, I've grown to accept autotune and even embrace it in some cases, but yeah, you are kind of right there. And I feel like it lacks a punch, you know? Like when you get when you get into the chorus on the chorus verse, you just have this like bam. Yeah, there's and it's not there on this cover. Yeah, whereas yeah. there's not real there's not really a hook, really, at the end of the day for that cover. So uh yeah, not yeah. gonna not doing it for And me. I found out this next one, this day. is also a cover. Uh, crosses the beginning of the end. This is a side project from the lead singer of Deftones, and not really what you'd expect from um, like one of the the biggest names in alternative metal, but his voice just works so well for it. Sounds very uh, Depeche Mode to me as well. Yes, 100%. <laughs> like you could totally tell where they got their influence with it. Yeah. And yeah. So like I said, this is a cover too. And, you know, I, I listened back to the original and sorry, I'm just going to look up the name of who did the original. Let's see. Okay. Here. It's originally done by a group called cause and effect who are active in mostly in the nineties. Yeah, I was going to say what they were active for like one song and this was it. No, no, they actually had like a 1990 and 2010. And last year they actually called it quits. Oh, interesting. All right. Yeah. Um, love is out with a new one to ring in the new year. It's called 2021. Yeah. And I, I kind of like it. I I generally likes Lo- like love's voice. I like his music, though. The production on this track in particular felt a little bit too lo-fi for my taste. Yeah. Like there were some like really nice lush instruments right in the background, but I feel like his like his voice was way too up in the front. Not enough of the music in the background. Like if they just like crank that up when they were mastering it, it would have been a lot better. I will say though, it's uh it's like he knows how to tell us how we're feeling. Because, (laughs) like, not only with this one, but the song that came out right at the start of the pandemic, Modern Loneliness. Like, it was like, oh, my God, this is this is us right now. (laughs) Yeah, it it absolutely is. Does the name Olivia O'Brien, does that ring a bell for you? Uh, It didn't. And then I heard this song and I'm like, uh, okay, I don't actually mind this one. Yeah, like. 
She kind of reminds me a little bit of Jesse Reyes, but like a little bit um, better. Yeah. <laughs> That's the word you're looking for. Yeah. <laughs> and to me, this song has a similar feel to 2021 minus the flaws. Like this feels like 2021, but better true uh i get what you're saying there it's it it's it's got a very similar vibe to it at the end of the day uh yeah. but yeah if i'm picking between the two i'm taking the olivia o'brien one any day yeah i also really like the part at the end where all her layers were just like her vocals were layered up oh, yes. like that and just harmonizing i thought that was just a really nice touch really great way to wrap up that song here's a name we haven't heard in a while barry gibb Yes, and he, uh, the last remaining member of the Bee Gees is making a country album. Yeah, so it's it's from the Gibb Brothers songbook, um, and it's called Green Fields. The song is called Words, and he did it with Dolly Parton. And I thought this was just a very lovely song. It's very mundane, though, to me. Like, don't get me wrong, it's a good song, but it's kind of boring at the same time. A little bit. But I don't know, like maybe like a little bit of boring. That's just what we need right now. And I, I just like I like the instruments. I like how laid back it is. Dolly Parton sounds great on here. And Barry Gibb, he he still has it. He's still got that voice. I uh, I will say, you know, being that I'm, I'm on the country side of things now, it's there's a good chance this isn't gonna go all that far and the reason being i know what you said about well maybe boring is kind of what we need right now right now everybody is still looking for the happier upbeat songs to add when and where they can like uh th those feel good ones like um thomas ritz what's your country song that we've talked about before um darius rucker has one out called beers and sunshine where the the line is the only bs i need is beers and sunshine so stuff like that is what people are looking for right now on the country side of things yeah and not only that but i find like a lot of the legacy country artists they don't a lot of their new stuff just doesn't get played anyways yeah so yeah yeah and I, I mean like this this clearly isn't a a singles project like this is meant to be like digested as a whole like this is for like the, those dedicated Bee Gees fans who are also like kind of into country kind of curious to see where <laughs> that's a that's a wide range there <laughs> I mean hey you never know like believe it or not it's like a lot of, i know a lot of people mostly in my family who this album would be right up their alley that's fair that's fair uh and then we have a new one from black bear and he's teaming up with wiz khalifa on this one it's called cheers i don't know what it is about this one but it feels very inauthentic you also like are just not a huge fan of black bear in general not really no like <laughs> uh but i uh, again this is just my opinion but yeah like i don't know he, he just never really clicked for me yeah i mean he writes some catchy stuff at the end of the day and performs catchy stuff but it, it there's no staying power with it yeah like um the one and hot girl bummer they were they were catchy songs don't get us wrong or don't get me wrong anyway but this one is just meh. 
Yeah. Like Wiz Khalifa definitely, you know, sounding better on this track. Like I like I like how he sounds, but I don't know, like it just maybe it's just the whole tone of the song too because like it's very like you know, depression but memes, if that makes any sense. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And that's definitely like one subset of the internet that I've just like never really understood. So I'm I'm definitely not the target demo for this track, but yeah, it just it just doesn't do much for me. I don't I don't like it. At the end of the day, though, memes are going to get us through this global pandemic. <laughs> oh yeah, Ed Sheeran, Afterglow. This is the kind of song that I've been waiting for a long time for Ed Sheeran to make. Like you know, you didn't really hear this too much on Divide. And not at all a number six collaborations project. Like, where has this Ed Sheeran been since Multiply? To be fair, Ed Sheeran is one of those people who basically um, tries everything he possibly can. Yeah, like he is at that rare that rare point in his career so early on where he can pretty much do what he wants. So I respect him for that. And I just I wish that he'd more release more stuff like this. I'm trying to get the story up here. I I saw something yesterday about Ed Sheeran that I wanted to talk about now that we're talking about Afterglow. Um he is planning his comeback as kind of a, a DJ? Really? Yeah, I'm trying to Oh, I found the link. I'm just trying to get it open here now. Uh, so basically, after he released Afterglow, uh, his next project is going to be a remix of Passenger's song, Sword from the Stone. And rather than putting his own name to the track, Ed's also going to release it under the moniker Gingerbread Mix. Gingerbread Mix? <laughs> Gingerbread Mix. <laughs> You're serious? 100%. (laughs) All righty then. Basically, uh, an insider told, uh, who was it? Some sort of... um some sort of newspaper i can't find the name at the moment basically said they've stayed really good mates and when passenger asked ed if he would be up for working together he said yes right away getting together in studio wasn't an option in 2020 but ed has produced the new remix and they both love it again you know as long as he's enjoying it that's the main thing you do but you <laughs> yeah ed. exactly <laughs> But personally, I was kind of hoping for this next al- this next era of Ed Sheeran that it wouldn't just be him and a guitar. Like I, I'm, I'm still kind of hoping for the day when he actually like recruits a full band because I think that would really like make his live show so much more amazing. True, true. Um, that being said, at the same time, he does a, a great show on his own. Oh, absolutely! Like. Seeing him live is what made me a fan of Ed Sheeran in the first place. But it, at the same time, you know, it's it does make me curious. Like, how would he sound with like having like an extra guitar player, a bass player, someone on the, on the piano, maybe a drummer? I just I think that would be really cool too. Might bring a, a new level of energy to the show. I think is what yeah. we're looking for here. <laughs> uh, okay. And speaking do, of energy, yeah. 
a whole lot of energy on this one from Dua Lipa and Kylie Minogue, a remix of Real Groove, which was on Kylie Minogue's latest album. Yeah, it's the Studio 2054 remix, and uh, this is a project that Dua Lipa has been working on, and it sounds great. It does. Like, if you are a fan of future nostalgia, pick up Kylie Minogue's new album because it is very much in that same vein of, like, you know, 80s, 70s disco, dance music revival. It sounds very similar, but also, you know, Kylie Minogue's great voice added onto that as well. It is, it is just a wonderful pop music experience. Absolutely. And you... Uh... I, I mean, you're going to get that a little bit with Kylie Minogue anyway, considering just how long she has actually been around. People, a lot of people just, uh, I think a lot of us seem to forget that she's been around doing music since the 80s. Yeah, but, you know, that just goes to show how talented she is. Like, she can be just, like, still be going at it for, like, decades later and still sound super fresh. Like, her cover of Locomotion was released in 87. Yeah, like, well, that long ago? I thought I thought it was more recent for some reason. No. I was thinking, like, mid-90s, but No, wow. well, Can't Get You Out of My Head was 01. Yeah, so that was actually my introduction to Kylie Minogue. I think that was a lot of people our age's introduction to Kylie Minogue. <laughs> Let's probably. Yeah, uh, Haley Witters and uh, Little Big Town. She's teaming up with. It's uh, a new country artist called, uh, and she's got a song out called "Fill in My Cup." Yeah, and I I like this song a lot more than I thought I would like. You know me, I've been kind of like getting tired of the whole drinking songs, especially after 2020. But, you know, this one I can kind of get behind. It's it's some great singing. It's it sounds like summer. Yeah. Uh, to say that, that you're kind of getting tired of the drinking songs. They're not going away. It's country music, man. Yeah. <laughs> Beers and trucks. <laughs> Beers and trucks. And oh, a lot of trucks coming up later. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, That'll be interesting. Uh, in fact, when we talk about that, I do have another song that I don't think we've talked about that got released, and I forgot to mention it to you. Uh, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Nonetheless, uh, this one is definitely a Tim pick. Yes. Well, it's it's an artist that I'm familiar with that I that I haven't listened too deeply into. But you know, seeing that they had some new stuff, figured I'd check it out. Uh, dubstep producer Excision with guest vocalist Wales called the last time kind of a kind of a standard edm ballad mm -hmm. but i really like the drop on it yeah it's uh i i didn't think i was gonna get hooked in like i did yeah so it, it but yeah it, it's it's pretty good i'll give you that one um the other one uh that we're talking about now uh, a double header from kings of leon yeah, I'm surprised to hear new music from them. The Bandit and 100,000 People. And I quite enjoyed how well these two songs flowed together. Yeah, like if you listen to them back to back, they just very much flow into each other. Like, I thought I was listening to the same song, honestly. <laughs> really? I don't know. Like, I thought 100,000 People, it, it sounded a little bit different. But, you know, they they do definitely, like, have this, you know, very similar vibe to it. Um, now, this is 
coming from a perspective of not a hardcore Kings of Leon fan, so I'm very much hung up on their only by the night sound. So mm-hmm. take that how you will. But I enjoyed this a lot. And my one gripe with the bandit is that I feel like the vocals were a little bit too quiet. Right. Yeah. Um, I can agree with that. I, I uh, Which out of the two do you prefer, though? Hmm. I prefer 100,000 people just because it is a little bit more laid back. Like, this one is for sure going to go into my post-pandemic summer playlist. Oh, you're already planning that, hey? Like I said before, we should have something to look forward to, and I just want to do that. It's just, this is my way of, you know, keeping that positivity in my life. Just, you know, having good hopes for the future and, well, being prepared for if they eventually come around, you know? Yeah, for sure. I get you. Um, and then Dead Mouse Channel Forty Three. It's a. It's um, who's he collaborating with on this one? Wolfgang Gartner. Yeah. So they've worked together before. Um, another song of theirs, Animal Rights. You might be more familiar with yeah, too. Yeah, I recognize that one. Yeah. Yeah, and this is this is the Dead Mouse that I think that I like the most. Like this this sound that's like super funky, kind of discoy, but also like has that like. I guess signature dead mouse production to it. I really love the way this sounds. And um, actually, as soon as I got home from work yesterday, I went right over, over to Beatport and bought the single. Oh, nice. Yeah, I, uh... So I've been kind of spinning it on my uh, my DJ controller and mixing it in with a bunch of other songs. And I've just been having so much fun <laughs> listening to it over and over again. Uh, and And I think this is kind of what, uh, a lot of people who aren't like super huge Dead Mouse fans were kind of hoping for from him because like people like me, I don't listen to Dead Mouse all that often. And to me, over the last uh, couple of years, he's had kind of a lot of duds. I disagree. Like, I think he's had a lot of good stuff. It's just nothing doing it for me, but to each their own, right? Yeah, but you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay fine i'm kidding i'm kidding we're all we're all allowed to have our opinions it's just this is just one that we're a little different on that's okay for sure yeah now we got a new one from avril lavigne and mod sun i couldn't believe my eyes when i saw featuring avril lavigne on this one i know but you know she's still making music and i didn't mind this it sounds much like old school avril to me a little bit this actually kind of reminds me of like machine gun kelly's new album but not quite as good like this is like a a slight a not as good forget me too okay i see where you're going with that yeah and this was actually my first time hearing mod sun i decided to check out a couple other songs of his and you know, I like some of his other stuff more than this, but this is pretty good. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, then we've got... <laughs> it's, a, it's a song called Best Friend, and I feel like we have a lot of songs called Best Friend that have come out in the last five years. Uh, this one is Saweetie and Doja Cat. Yeah, and this just has TikTok song written all over it. It... As far as I know, it hasn't started trending on TikTok yet, but I am sure it's going to come. Probably like just like the hook that 
you have on that song, it just seems like something that would be like showing on a TikTok or something. And, and I mean, both of those two have had relative success through TikTok yes. in the past. So uh, I see where you're going with that one. Uh, and then there's Florida Georgia Line with a new one called New Truck, which is somehow like you would almost expect to be like, OK, there's no way that they are actually like going to do that thing and play into our expectations that much. But then they, they do. Yeah. Uh, and I hate it. I realize just how much how similar they can be as well to Jason Derulo with this song. And it was when I was listening and uh, right before they jump into the lyrics, I never noticed this about Florida Georgia line before, but almost every single one of their songs, they go, yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Long live, which is the one that we're playing right now uh, on our station. They do the exact same thing. I have just had my mind blown now that you've pointed that out. And I'm never going to unhear that. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Speaking of trucks, this is uh, have we ever talked about um, uh, it, it's going for ads right now. It's been out for about a month, so I don't think we talked about it. But uh, Robin Ottolini is the girl's name and the song's called F-150. I have never heard that song before. I've never heard of that artist, but just from that title, I'm not sure I do want to. I'm putting it in the group in the chat. You should probably blind react to it. All right. <laughs> These two songs in general. Well, I like, like that the F-150 is on fire right at the start. <laughs> But I mean, you know, if you're if you're panicking at seeing an F-150, like you're you're going to have a hard time because <laughs> they're everywhere. Uh, as for the song, though, um, I, I, I almost expected uh, almost like a pickup. No pun intended uh, <laughs> into the chorus, but it actually slowed down a bit. Yeah, like it kind of, like it built up this momentum and then just took it away. You're not yeah. supposed to do that on a chorus. <laughs> Come on, Robin. This is your debut single. Get with it. <laughs> yeah. Now let's get back to something a little more upbeat. We got a new one from the Foo Fighters. No son of mine. Yeah. I've, okay. So I was. Um, when was this? Was was this a New Year's release? <laughs> Yes, actually it did. Yeah. It came out right at midnight. Yeah, so I was sitting, I, I was obviously still awake because I wanted to see 2020 out like every other person in the world. Not me, uh, I just went to bed at 11. Oh. <laughs> well, I was I like, was, it's, it's midnight in Alberta, good enough. Good night. <laughs> to be fair, you were also still working that week, so you were working that morning. Yeah. So, I, whereas I was off on my Christmas vacation. Um, but... When I saw it pop up in my email, I'm like, are they covering Genesis? <laughs> I, I actually, I didn't hear any Genesis in this at all. You know what I heard? I well, heard a mix of Rammstein and Zach Brown Band. I only say that because of the title. That's a Genesis song. Right. <laughs> 
right. not the style of song, <laughs> but the name of the song. At first, and I had to go find it on YouTube right away. At first, I thought they were covering Genesis. Makes sense. But I don't know though. I feel like I feel like Dave Grohl. He'd probably like cover something else, maybe like um... Land of Confusion. <laughs> no, not even Land of Confusion. I'm. Jesus, he knows me. You know that one? Oh, yes. Yeah, uh, I, I feel like he'd do a really good job at that one. I feel like there's ones like Land of Confusion, though, that, I mean, they've been covered before by rock disturbed. groups. Right? So, well, yeah, Distur Disturbed in particular. So I, I feel like he could... I feel like they would do it and uh, do whatever Genesis song they wanted and do their own thing with it, really. Yeah. And I mean, it makes sense because, you know, Dave Grohl and Phil Collins, they do kind of have like a, a slightly similar musical trajectory in the case that they both started out as drummers and then became frontmen. True. True. So uh, let's make this happen. Don't just release a song called No Son of Mine. Release that song called No Son of Mine and also do the cover of the Genesis song, please. But do it as the B-side. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Uh, a track, Ferrick Don, Alan Maklovich, Freak Coppins, Donald Breedlove. That's a whole list of names that are involved with this. Uh, it's called My Own Way. Yeah, and I feel like, you know, so many names on a song that is, well, the radio edit is relatively short. I think, like, the full version is, like, five, five six minutes. But, yeah, this two and a half one, you know, I like it. I really like this kind of electronic music. Like it's, you know, simple, it's catchy, it's nice yeah. and bright. Like I'm just, I, I am all for this. And I don't mind a track at all. Like Push was a catchy tune, man. It is. And well, a, a track and like just a Andrew Watt, Watt stuff in general is just so good. And the guy is just, you know, so prolific right now. He's been doing a lot of production on a lot of different uh, artist stuff this year. For sure. Uh, continuing on in the electronic realm, David Guetta, Kid Cudi, and Memories, the 2021 remix. Yeah, and this is another one where I prefer the original. Okay. But, you know, I like this remix a bit, too. It, it kind of has a different context, and, you know, I can see uh, this being, like, pretty decent on the dance floors as well. Like, you could, like... The Once we can finally have dance floors. When we finally have dance floors, yeah. Like, obviously, like, it's not like a crucial must listen for your casual David Guetta fans. But, you know, if you're a DJ or if you're a David Guetta super fan, then, you know, pick it up. It's it's pretty decent. For sure. And finally, we have come to something different for once from Justin Bieber. Yeah, it's very different from what was what we heard on changes and throughout 2020. Yeah, so this one is called Anyone. It is a completely different vibe from Lonely, from Holy, hell, even the one he did with Shawn Mendes Monster, which we have ranted about in the past. And I find it very encouraging in a way that the first major single from a pop star in 2020 was Justin Bieber's Yummy. And the first major single from a pop star in 2021 was Anyone. And 2021, just because of that, is already so much better. <laughs> yeah. But you got to wonder, like, 
is Justin Bieber just like rushing out some new songs just to make everyone forget about changes or is this just like a one-off thing while he, before he goes on to like a bit of a break? I I think you're just going to have people in general, artists in general, rushing out a bunch of songs right now because they have had literally all the freaking time in the world like we all have. So what have they been doing? They have been honing their craft and trying to release some new stuff because and I've said this time and time again, it's about that time we are going to start seeing major releases drop. We've already seen it with Evermore from Taylor Swift. We saw Wonder from Shawn Mendes. You're you're going to see a lot of those big name artists coming out with albums here right away. Yeah, I really hope so, because like there was already a lot of really good stuff that was delayed in 2020. Like I've already said that, you know, when I was talking about my favorite songs, that probably one of my favorite 2021 albums is probably one that, you know, if it was released last year, it would have been my top one for 2020. Yeah. Yeah. So out of the entire list, uh, which one are you taking for as to what's going to actually do things? Well, I have a couple picks. So my favorite song of the bunch is that new Dead Mouse and Wolfgang Gartner track, Channel 43. That one is my favorite out of all this list. The one that I think is going to be the biggest hit is probably Best Friend, Sweetie and Doja Cat. Ooh, you're taking the underdogs on this one. Yeah, I, I like doing that. Because I I was going to take uh, Ed Sheeran as biggest I, hit. I was going to pick that, but it's already kind of on the chart at uh, number 32 this week. So I, I don't know, like I, I was going to pick it, but it almost felt a little too easy. That's fair. I mean, at the end of the day, though, uh, and and this is where the struggle where I struggle with picking the Saweetie one um, is, yes, you get a lot of influence on radio from TikTok now. Um, and then that, of course, translate in, it translates into streams and album purchases and this, that and the other thing. Yes. Uh, but where I struggle is a lot of the the TikTok songs that make it to radio haven't been moving up the charts as fast. It's still like there's this almost um, it, there's this stigma, I guess, kind of thing, I guess you could say about yeah. adding those and putting those in power. Like the biggest one I could probably think of is uh, 24K Golden and Mood. That was right. tick that that made this big splash off of TikTok, and is sitting at number one on the Billboard Hot 100 again. Right, but you know, maybe it's just like only temporary. I feel like you know, as time goes on, maybe there will be a little more embracing of TikTok. And I think there will be because, regardless of how we might feel about it, and we've had this conversation before in when we were doing music meetings at work is we got to be playing the stuff that people are talking about. If we're yeah. not, we're irrelevant at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. So you're going to see that if, if it's not, if it doesn't get into power, it'll get into secondary, at least I think going forward with a lot of TikTok songs. If not, then it'll get into that power side of things. So yeah, definitely.
There you have it. Another edition of the music meeting. The first batch of new music of 2021 right here on Somewhat Bland Substance Podcast. Episode number 26. Now, speaking of new music in 2021, we had that double album drop from Morgan Wallen which uh, was released back on Friday uh, after, uh, what was it, Walmart had accidentally sent it out to some stores in the States. So uh, Morgan actually leaked it himself. It was just kind of pulled an audible with that one. But it is here. It's called Dangerous, the double album, and everyone seems to be excited for it. It is going to be the year of Morgan Wallen. I have a feeling with this. Uh, He said in a statement when he announced the record back in November that the double album idea started off as just a joke between him and his manager because they had accumulated so many songs over the past couple of years, then quarantine hit, and they realized it might actually be possible to have enough time to make it happen. Uh, Also ended up writing a few more songs during the quarantine with some good buddies. Um, And he had a live performance as well of the album track Sand in My Boots on his YouTube channel as part of the YouTube Originals released uh, weekly series last week. Um, And, you know, you hear him talking about some of these songs and just the inspiration behind it and the metaphors as part of it like uh when he was talking about writing more than my hometown which is a massive massive song still and he co-wrote that with hardy and he said it's more than just the hometown at the end of the day it's about not letting anybody change you really so i i love that metaphor behind it so dangerous the double album from morgan wallen is now out you can get that and he's actually going to be live from the ryman on his facebook and youtube tomorrow seven o'clock mountain time that is tuesday january the 12th and you can check that out for absolutely free as well if you so desire uh like i said morgan wallen it's going to be uh, his year here this year. Uh, we're kicking things off with a 30 song album. <laughs> As for other music, maybe uh, music of years gone by. Remember Old Town Road? Who can forget Little Nas X and Billy Ray Cyrus? Well, uh, it has now broken another record. The song is now the highest certified song by the Recording Industry Association of America. It has now gone 14 times platinum. Most platinums for any song ever. Billy Ray Cyrus himself saying he was speechless uh, and the most certified song in music history. He thanked people for that. Uh, Apparently, Little Nas X is also having a children's book out now. It's called See It's for Country. He was on Jimmy Fallon promoting it back on Friday night. That's a little weird. Considering even though Little Nas X is trying to have that hint of country, especially with Old Town Road, is not country at the end of the day. <laughs> but 14 times platinum. That is absolutely insane for a song that I got tired of in a hurry. And it might be because I am a radio person and at the time I was music directing for top 40 radio and you kind of got tired of hearing it and that might just be a radio person thing probably is at the end of the day but uh I, I mean good on them it's an earworm that's all I really have to say about that one 
<laughs> uh, okay. Consumer Electronics Show. Underway virtually this year. On now through Thursday. Uh, there's a few things that you didn't know you needed on there. Um, for health tech, next level wearables are going to go beyond traditional tracking. You know, uh, if you have a Fitbit, it tracks your steps, tracks your flights of stairs that you do, tracks your exercise. You can log your water intake. It can track your sleep. Well, others are going to now influence your dreams. I don't want to know how that's going to work. We'll tell you if you are showing signs of infection, like raised body temperature, elevated heart rate or respiration, or... If you are socially distanced enough. Yes, we have trackers to tell us if we're standing six feet apart from people now. This is 2021. (laughs) Uh, You can also expect new developments to make online everything. Work, learning, healthcare, streaming more effective. And we could see a chip that helps computers better handle multiplayer games. For smart home... Because there's a ton of people staying home now, right? Companies are adding more smart devices and systems into living rooms, kitchens, like beyond smart refrigerators and washers. You might have uh, appliances such as robot vacuum cleaners and uh, air filters even get smarter with voice integration. The Samsung Galaxy S21 is expected to be unveiled. Three new smartphones that is expected to come on the last day of the conference from Samsung. You can expect the lineup to include an improved camera, a flatter design, and a lower starting price. How can we get better than that 100 times zoom that is on the Samsung Galaxy S20 Ultra? That's what I have. And oh my gosh, 100 times zoom. Even though it can kind of get a little bit annoying and get in the way if you're actually trying to zoom in quite far, it's still like impeccable amazing that our smartphones are now be mostly uh, people buy them for the camera, honestly. <laughs> um, and 5G. Yeah, many sessions are going to dive into how 5G will reinvent various industries, uh, cars, smart cities, healthcare, farming, and you might even see 5G connected laptops as part of it feeling this uh consumer electronics show party gonna be crashed by conspiracy theorists just saying sports are back as well in a little bit more full force of course we are into nfl playoffs right now um the the wild cards happened yesterday that being sunday the 10th and then next weekend is going to be the divisional playoffs and the underdog cleveland browns could you imagine if they actually won They haven't been in the playoffs since 2002. And now they are into the divisional rounds. Could it happen this year? It would be quite the story if it actually did. I'm telling you that right now. NHL starts up with a 56-game season on Wednesday night, the 13th. That is going to be super cool. And the reason I say that is because of how the divisions are set up. The Canadian division. Oh my gosh. We only see like once or twice a year where like Toronto is who I cheer for. They play the Oilers, which is the closest NHL city to me being, you know, I'm an hour away from Rogers place, right? Uh, Even before I moved, I was two and a half hours away from Rogers place. It was only a couple of times a year 
where that matchup happened. And I think it was once in Edmonton, once in Toronto. And the game that happened in Edmonton, oh my gosh, the ticket price, you couldn't find anything cheap. Even when they were playing at Rexall, still. It was super expensive to try to get tickets for that game. I mean, kudos to you if uh, you were able to get them, but the ticket price is quite high. And this year we won't be able to see it in person. And they're going to be playing each other like nine times or something like that. Kind of wish. <laughs> kind of wish we could. But unfortunately, uh, that is not the case, of course. But yeah, Wednesday night, things get kicked off for the NHL 56 game season. And we have a Canadian division. Kind of cool. Canadians might actually stand a chance this year. A Canadian team might stand a chance of winning. <laughs> Well, I guess the argument could be made that no matter which team does win, the Cup is going to spend its fair share of time in Canada anyway, but it would still be nice to say. I would even take the Habs at this point if it meant saying a Canadian team actually won. And that is a, that says a lot coming from a Leafs fan. (laughs) Oh, and uh, NBA off to a start. The Raptors not doing all that great as of recording time here uh, they are sitting at two and seven on the season as they head into play a game against portland tonight and everyone in canada who is a raptors fan is hoping that they can actually do something so we'll have to see that's for sure okay uh, that's going to wrap things up for this edition of Somewhat Bland Substance Podcast. Of course, you can find me on Facebook. Just look up Scott Mitchell. And I am at Scott Mitchell FM on pretty much every other single social media feed that you can think of. We'll be back next week with another episode. Make sure you uh, subscribe to us on Anchor as well as your favorite podcasting platform. We will talk to you then. In the meantime, be kind, be safe, and stay healthy. 